When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi everyone, welcome to the first of two festive editions of Soap from the Box, the podcast where I interview actor mates who star in some of the country's leading continuing dramas. And today I've not got one of them, I've got five of them. Yes, they all star in The Ceremony, a play written by Catherine Tilsley, of course Eva from Coronation Street. I've directed the play and the opening night is online tonight at stream.theatre. So you can go on buy tickets now, it's on for eight nights. It's £11 a ticket and all the money raised goes to struggling theatres and artists all around the UK. We stopped rehearsals a couple of weeks ago over lunch to record this podcast, so enjoy. Okay, so welcome to a very special Christmas edition of the podcast. I've not got one star here. I've got one, two, three, four, five stars here from the play we are putting on, which goes on sale today, called The Ceremony. So let me introduce everyone. We have Catherine Tilsley. Hi, babe. We have Stephen <laughs> Raman Hughes. Hello. We have Jodie. I always say Pringer, but is it... Pr- I say Prenja, my brother says Prenja. So Prenja, so Jodie, want, <laughs> Jodie, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Paula Lane. Hi. And Samantha Giles. Hello. Now, Catherine's already been on the podcast. Sam Giles is coming up on the podcast in her own edition. Uh, now, we're missing Sue Johnson, aren't we, from the play? Yeah. Very sad today, but she'll be back ready for you to watch everyone. But, Kat, yeah. tell me what made you, you wrote this play, which is incredible. What made you write this play? Um, I so I did a creative writing course during the first lockdown because there was nothing else to do really, wasn't there? <laughs> and um, it just came from there. It's the subject matter has always fascinated me, um, and I had the character Donna Diem. I've been writing sketches for her for years, and I just felt that she she kind of fitted into this idea that I had, and um, I sent the play to a really well-known producer for his opinion and to be honest I thought he'd send it back and say well it's all right we'll do this this and this and he sent it back and said I want to do it um which was amazing and then obviously and then we met got in touch with you when I recorded the podcast with you that's when we actually talked about it and then you said who's your dream cast I told you and everybody said yes and And everyone said no we we went we thought we'll we'll never get them so (laughs) (laughs) you got us instead (laughs) yes but it's all right though still Meryl Streep said no (laughs) yeah Um, and we're obviously doing it yeah people can download it today on stream.theatre uh, it's £10 to watch, definitely worth it. Uh, and we performed in the Leeds Varieties Music Hall. 
Uh, and your guys, Jodie, like you've obviously got such a theatre background. I mean, how is it? It's, you know, what's the feeling amongst actors this year? It's just, oh gosh, it's just, it's, it's been a terrible year. But when you get to put on a show like this, it's just, it's joyous. It really is. And again, we're stepping into a theatre and I'm going to cry. I'm not going to lie. It's just going to be lovely. I mean, Daniel LaRue's performer. Oh, we're great. Oh, um, but it is, it's just a brilliant show and it'll bring people joy, especially at times like this. And have people missed theatre, do you think, Paula? Not just the actors, but the... I mean, even like Christmas, normally every family's going to pantomime and this year they're not. The amount of messages that I've received from people saying, like, this time last year I was watching you on stage in Milton Keynes and or whatever, wherever I was. Um, I think people have got a real hole, you know, they've really felt that. And theatre, entertainment in general, you know, it just shows, doesn't it, what lockdown has, you know, what has done for people because we are missing that that kind of, yeah, that joy, that love that we have mm. for the entertainment industry. Well, and I think, especially in the last few years, you know, like the West End is not just theatre, like all the plays go on, all the shows go on tour now, don't they? Because yeah. you've mm. done, you've done Tell Me on a Sunday, Jodie, yeah. quite a few tours. And what's the reaction like to Because people don't need to go to the West End anymore, really, do they? No, they're like, thank God she's not working, really. It's not great. <laughs> 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 no, it's like, oh, thank God she's not on the road again. <laughs> no, it's, it's that, it's that miss, it's that connection and it's it's always the way, isn't it? It's the same with this doing it on a stage is going to make it that extra bit special because that is that interaction and that feeling of being on a live stage. You don't often get it. Well, you'll know more than often than with TV. It's a different medium. Totally. So to capture this, I think, is brilliant. But yeah, I think people really are missing it, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And the best thing is we're having a laugh. We've got the nicest group. I think that actually when we talk about actors, we always know people listening out there that you want a good team, don't you, that you can have a laugh with as well. Why is oh, the bad yeah. team? <laughs> oh, yeah. Come <laughs> spill the beans. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Christmas. Why not? So bad. <laughs> For these tenders, it's... <laughs> no, we won't do that. <laughs> so, we're going to kick off if I speak to you individually with a little quiz. So I'm going to have to, it's basically, we've got all the states here. So it's Corrie versus Emmerdale versus EastEnders. So I'm giving you Kath, Sam, to be Emmerdale because Kath also appeared in Emmerdale. Paula and Jodie are Corrie because Jodie, you were actually in the brilliantly, amazingly taken play. Was it? (laughs) Yeah. Was it, Corrie? Was it? You were. Uh, it was awful. <laughs> it was the I mean, coronation get to that. the musical was the worst thing that ever happened. I've got the name of it here. Why you, have it I was, not seen that? It oh, was yeah. um, Street of Dreams. Street of Dreams. You played Elsie Tanner. Yeah, the the everything broke down. Me and Paul O'Grady was pushing things on the set. <laughs> the costume lady started the job fine, then she had a limp, so everyone had to go and buy their own costumes. Oh I dressed the drag God. queens. And it was just horrendous on every level. And was it written by a Corrie writer? No. No, no um, yes. I think Damien did some of it. And But it's a shame. It's just, it never had a rehearsal like we've done wow. with this show. Wow. So the first <laughs> one of the show, the lights and everything, was the actual show. And oh, it my was, God. It was horrendous. So it kind of is down there with the Spice Girls musical. I, I did call it Carry On Corrie. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. But yeah, thank you. So I'm just a tag along. So you are on the Corrie um, team now. And okay. Stephen, you're playing on your own for EastEnders. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. I'm always playing on my own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it. Just, just, yeah. Uh, playing catch-up on the ratings. Um, <laughs> it's Christmas. Are they? A little bit, I think. Are they? I mean, we love it. Um, so, it's five questions. So, I think you just need to shout me okay. if you got it, right? Yeah. So, they're all Christmas storylines from the soaps. 
What year was the episode? Actually, I'll give you. You can all have a guess on this one. What year was the Epa EastEnders that pulled in thirty million viewers when oh. Den discovered Angie had lied about being terminally ill? So, Team Corrie, Jodie, and Paula. It's way back. Nineteen. Was it not? Was it twenty-three or twenty-four? Nineteen. 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 Joking. <laughs> I am joking. I am joking. Oh, uh, what's that? I've got to be eighties, hasn't it? Yeah. Would you say? Earlier, should we go for 88? Okay, 88 oh. for Corrie. Emma Dale? I think it's earlier than that because 88, I would have been 70. So I think I was younger than that. I think I yeah. was more like... I was born in 83. Oh, God. So <laughs> yes, well, that makes me feel really <laughs> I don't old. have any recollection of that story. So we've got 88 gone, go so for I a year. Think... <sighs> can you remember it then? I can remember it, yeah. So I think 85. 85, oh, Stephen. Yeah, I'll go 86. And the person oh. playing on his own gets it for EastEnders. Oh. And I mean, it is EastEnders, so that's worthy of that. Okay, so Christmas Day, you can all have a guess as well, actually, rather than buzzing in. Not that we've got, because we've got no buzzers. Uh, Christmas Day 1987 saw lose one of its most iconic characters, watched by 27 million people. Who was that character in 1987, Team Coronation Street? Wasn't it? 1987? Wasn't it? No, it wasn't Curly, was it? No, they were still there. No. Were they still uh, there? We're was thinking it back. In the bath? Was it something with a with a Ooh. No. No. It all okay. happened in the pub. The okay. final scene of this. Eighty seven, no. not Newman. No, no, no. 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 Wasn't it was it who used to run the pub? Um Annie Walker. She's not you're not on team oh, Corey, Sam. Stab, stab. It's, let's say, I'll give you all a clue. It's one of the iconic females. Okay, so one guess. Come on, team, Corrie. Can you, me? So you go for her. I'm going to go for Julie Goodyear. Julie Goodyear played Beck Gilroy. Team Emmerdale. Did Elsie oh, Tanner make a comeback? Like, You're on the right hand. Which one was Elsie Tanner? Oh. Um, what about Pat Phoenix? Pat, it was at Pat Phoenix. Pa- yeah, that could be Pat Phoenix. All right, Pat Phoenix here, team Corrie EastEnders. I wouldn't know. Uh, Being on East Enders. Was that lady uh, paid Deirdre? Oh, and C- Annie Kirkbride. All wrong. So it was Hilda Ogden. Oh! oh! Hilda! Oh! It was Hilda Ogden. Oh! 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 Jean Alexander. I'm just going to pause for a sec just while I turn down the sound. I was going to say Hilda Ogden. I don't know why I didn't say that. So, all wrong, I'm afraid there, guys. Uh, so, next question. Can we go back? Can we go back? Yeah. <laughs> we can start recording. Hilda <laughs> Ogden. Okay, so, next question. Emmerdale got its highest ever ratings in 1993, before Sam Giles was there. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> when it drew in 18 million viewers for which stunt? Yeah, Paula's first on this one. It was something at Emmerdale Farm. Was it a... Was it a Massive fire at Emmerdale Farm. No. Oh. Go on, Sam. I think it's the plane crash. Yes. Woo! Plane crash. So it's plane crash. Yes. Was that at Emmerdale Farm? That was at Emmerdale oh, Farm. It was something yeah. into the cow shed. Into the cow shed. <laughs> Killed I was going to tell a story there. Yeah, it did get, you did see lots of dead stream sheep. And that's when it sheep. changed from Emmerdale Farm to Emmerdale. Because of the plane crash, they lost the farm. Oh. Yeah, and they oh. became Emmerdale. Oh. Yeah, oh. I mean, they that's still got the farm in Mucky Moria, but it's a different Emmerdale farm. Um, okay, so it's one to EastEnders, one to Emmerdale, zero to Coronation Street. 
not like we've got a big birthday coming up and you should be winning. So, <laughs> in last next question, um, first one to put their hand up for this as well. Yeah. In 2007, Stacey and Max's affair was revealed. Name the stars who play Stacey, Max and Bradley. Is that EastEnders? Paula? Lacey Turner. One. And Jake. Can you resume her? <laughs> <laughs> Jake Wood. Yeah, oh. and Bradley. Oh, Brad. Oh, hang on. Um... Oh, oh, oh she's the only day act who plays Bradley, really oh, famous. Don't time me out, don't buzz me out. See, this is what happens. Charlie Clements. Yes. Oh, Corey, I've got one. This is what happens, people, when Charlie you leave soap. People forget you quite instantly. Oh, that show is <laughs> So it's one all, just as we've got the final question. Amazing. So, you can all have a guess. Ten years after the plane crash, a storm ripped through Emmerdale, killing which... Huge star. I know. St. Giles. Trisha. Yes. <laughs> so team, sure team Emmerdale have oh. won the Christmas. Oh, well done. So I'm just going to speak to you all really quickly. So Paula, you play Kylie Platt from 2010 to 2016, half-sister of Becky McDonald. But your first television appearance was in The Royal, or was it Heartbeat? Both of those. Yeah, it, that was a really interesting story when I first started out. So basically, um, I got two jobs within a week of each other. Which just felt absolutely amazing. Straight out of theatre school, that was Straight out of drama school, practically, yeah, maybe like a few months. And I just felt like I was walking on air. I just literally jobbed hopped. And um, it was amazing. My first job was with Prinella Scales. Oh, Oh, my God, that's one of my icons. So I've got an amazing story where we were in Leeds Station and we went for a wine in the, you know. With Prunella Scales. Oh, my God. I was, what was I, 21, something like that. Yeah, just unbelievable. And did you talk about Ford Towers? I don't know if we did. Oh. I can't remember if we did, but I just remember just feeling like... This is mad. It was like an out-of-body experience. And Heartbeat, was that with Nick Berry? Was that the Nick Berry years? No, it wasn't. That was with Joel McFadden. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and uh, that was, again, <laughs> you know, and I really do think that that character may have stayed on had they not cancelled the show. And you were a teacher? she was a school teacher, yeah, and we had a bit of oh, chemistry in Joe, wow. and I think... Oh, so that was just as it got cancelled? Just as it got cancelled, yeah, but, you know, other things... Along. Yeah, yeah, you've done so shows. much. And then you've obviously done... Well, you got killed off in Corrie. I mean, first of all, I just want to ask you, what was it like? Catherine Kelly played your half-sister, and you're going into Helen and Jack P. Shepard. I mean, one of the most iconic people in it, Helen were. So what was it like going into such a huge... Yeah, I think I just knew that I had to... Um... I had to pull it out of the bag, you know, to basically stay on the street. And I, I knew that she needed some, some roots, some grounding, because... Her and Becky's relationship was quite kind of turbulent and, yeah, she needed to kind of make a family home. So I was so fortunate that that connection worked with the Platts and the spark that David and Kylie had, you know, just kind of, yeah, it was like dynamite. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I had the best six years there, Um, you know, and they make choices. You can, you know, stay, you can go, they can kill you off. They've got so much, you know... They have the say, so that's how it kind of... And was it, does it, is it must be, I think if you're killed off, it must be like mourning for real, like a person. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was not in a good way when I left that show. I was eight months pregnant at the same time, so hormones were raging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really did need to kind of step away and just sort of reassess where I, you know, where I wanted my career to go. Um, yeah, it's all kind of you know, it's a chapter of your life. Yeah. Do you um, have like a like a farewell party? Do they have like a? Well, the thing was right. I was I, I got the kind of short straw because loads of people left before me, 
and we all had leaving parties I remember, within yeah. like what three weeks of each other. So when mine came, it was, yeah, a bit was like, like, oh god, oh, not not one. One. I think I'm going away for a week. <laughs> yeah, oh, I need to get on for my dinner. I did have a good turnout. It was really nice. It was lovely. Um, yeah, and, and sad. You know, I still miss them people very much. And we always say because I, who was I talking to? Is it? I mean, it's probably you don't watch it when you leave, but when they replace your partners with someone else's girl <laughs> is it like oh my god you mean yeah <laughs> i do remember yeah because that came quite quickly actually i know it didn't take long old david black did he here now but life moves on yeah you can't i know get precious over it it's like you? real life yeah. <laughs> there they are in bed with someone else <laughs> Oh, actually, and each of you, I'm going to play Christmas Snog, Marry, Avoid. <laughs> so you have Ken, Nick, and Tim. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Oh, okay. Ken, Nick, and Tim. <laughs> who are you going to snog? Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to avoid? <laughs> okay, I'll there. Uh... As Kylie, probably, as well. You don't need to know as Paula. Well, I've, I did two of them, thank yeah. you. Yeah, oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I've done> two. <laughs> that was Ken and... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> in a bed. Um, okay, uh, so I would snog... Nick. Yeah. Marry. Marry. Yeah, marry Ken. Ken's a, he's a state. And avoid Tim. Avoid Tim, the window yeah. cleaner. Oh, yeah, he's Gosh. only a window cleaner. <laughs> God, nothing. Depends what can do with his yeah. <laughs> So, Kat, we've already had an episode with you, so <laughs> I am going to just do a little thing with you. Obviously, if no one's listened to it, which everyone has... But if you haven't, listen back now. Why it's online. <laughs> um, I want you to guess, remember the characters you played in these shows. Holby City. <laughs> She's gone I was blank. a bride, but I can't remember. Well, you were in it twice. I've got Judy Stevens and Mackenzie something. Was I in it twice? Yeah. <laughs> the Mackenzie's ringing a bell. <laughs> I don't remember. So she doesn't know that one. Uh, can you remember what you were in Sorted? You didn't actually have a name. You were one of these. I, were, it was a really small part. You were a female viewer. Will, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, who were you in Florence Nightingale? I was Florence's sister. Called. And I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this That's is going well. We've, only, we've got three more. Let's see if you get one right. What was her name? Partenope? I'm not sure I've said that right. I can't remember. That's terrible. Who were you in Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps? Amy. Amy. Who are you in trolleyed? Oh, threatened. Um, this is terrible. Oh my god, trolleyed you in loads as well. I know, but I've slept since then. <laughs> Once I've played a character, I actually she's dead she's, to you. She's, you were she's Emma. Gone. Emma. Emma. And one more, Red Riding. Tessa. <laughs> yes. Oh, did you? So, so Stephen, oh, Snog, Marry, Avoid, Kath. So you have David, mm. Mike Baldwin, and Alec Gilroy. Oh, babe. Oh, as a choice. David, Mike Baldwin, and Alec Gilroy. I'd Who, snog David. Yeah. I'd marry Mike, and I'd avoid Alec Gilroy. Alec Gilroy. Yeah. Because Mike's got a bit of money. Yeah, he has. He'd probably cheat on you, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, don't Because you'd be kissing that. David. As long as I've got a big telly and some nice Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so, so, Stephen, so you played 
I work with Yon Emmerdale with yeah. the lovely Glynis Barber, yeah. the worst detective in the world. Yeah. You were much better and she was your boss. We were dreadful detectives. Yeah, you were we dreadful consult, detectives. We well, she was sleeping with the person who killed Tom King. That's right. Um, and you, what did you do? Just kind of, I was just a psychic. you were a bit of Vera, you know, like Vera, Brenda Bledden, you're the one who stood behind her, yeah. just one I was step behind I remember, coming, on, I remember coming, to, uh, coming onto the show and Glynis said, look, if you want to be on shot, just stand behind one of my shoulders. <laughs> yes. So, that's kind of what I did for a, a year. Or yeah. Or and she said on her podcast that she wished her character slept with you. Oh, oh. oh. Wow, I'm happy with that. I'll yeah, there's a little Christmas gift for you. Oh. Thank you, Clinton. <laughs> made my day. So you were also a dentist yeah. in EastEnders. Did they build you with Adam Bateman? Did they build you? A, did you have a dentist place? Um, I sh- the only t- I, I, my very very first episode, which was a complete nightmare, was um, in a dental surgery. And I basically was had this team of, um, <laughs> you know, these professional sort of dentists like coaching me about this this treatment that I was supposed to give Honey, um, Emma Barton's character. And um, and it was awkward because it was just kind of, I didn't, I, no. couldn't, I couldn't remember the scene at all. No. All I remember was choreography. Cause, because it's really... in her mouth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, because it's really, it's really specific about when you put the gloves on, when you show them the oh your God. equipment, right, so yeah. to speak, and like when you when you're allowed to open the packet, so that you, do you know what I mean? There's a there's a sort of order. How Dentistry, goes. everyone, remember we're yeah, talking about here. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I gave her a good drilling. Um, <laughs> well, you actually did because then he got together with Honey. Obviously, that scene was yeah, just. Yeah, did no, you fall in love quite quickly with her? Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of like yeah. She, I basically gave her a filling. And, yeah. uh, and then that was oh, it. Oh, it's Christmas puns are plenty. I would have. Thank God, I wasn't directing you on that. Oh my God! And then that was it. We were sort of together. Yeah. Yeah. And then immediately he started cheating on her. Oh, did oh, you? Very way. Yeah. That was kind of. Um, well, I started with. Um, but she was cheating with you, wasn't she? Though was she still with Billy then? Or no? She no. Wasn't. Oh, okay. She left. Not, not together at that point. So I was. Jodie's your game. No, she wasn't. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, Habiba. She was kind of like we were. We went came through like an orphanage together, and she was way, way younger than me. Oh so. right, and you happened to meet up in Albert Square again. Yeah, well, then, amazing. Uh, so, but then it was all these other women that were I'd never. We never filmed me with these other women. <laughs> right, which, okay. Which a real shame. But um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just right at the end um, when I came out and Honey sort of gave me what for. Then it was kind of all these names were sort of. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> and again, you've done Emmerdale, but I do think EastEnders has probably got some more, some, some of the biggest matriarchs in. Was it quite nerve-wracking seeing Kat Slater, Jesse, and, you know, like... Sh- I d- yeah, I mean, they're all really, to be honest, I mean, everyone's so sort of, you know, because you're just hanging out in reception before you're going off and do your, your scene. Yeah, because EastEnders kind of, doesn't have a green room. All yeah, right, yeah, the we don't. You sit in the porter cabin, yeah. Oh. They just got a couple of couches yeah. in reception. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the dressing rooms are in yeah. port cabins as well outside. I wonder what it's going to be like now, whether they're literally going to have to... Well, because they've got the new square now, haven't they? So yeah. I think everything will be... Re- I remember basically I did East Street with for Children Need and the Corrie people came down, Helen Worth and stuff came down to EastEnders to film and everyone was so nervous. But I just remember the EastEnders going up to Coronation Street going... Are they joking? They've actually all got dressing rooms inside. Oh they were furious. Yeah. And these senders were going, oh God, maybe we shouldn't have let this happen. No, joking, but no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But it must be like filming the thing. I mean, I always think for all the soaps, your first day in the pub must be yeah. the weirdest. Yeah, it's, it's odd. Yeah. It's really odd. I mean, because obviously everybody's there and then you're kind of in this 
Goldfish Bowl with it, you feel like everyone's watching your performance. Yes, and, and yeah, and, and I they think are. I, I they are, yeah, and I, and I definitely got got a steered a, a bum steer one time when I was in there, and he said, "Look, the music's really loud, so we really need you to speak oh, up." No. Oh no! So I was doing that whole like, oh. "Yeah, absolutely, yeah, we should go on." <laughs> no. And then, and literally, all the other characters were just looking at me like. <sighs> Oh, no. that and I was like, have I been given the bum stick? What's what? And then obviously was told. So you were the only one shouting the scene. So then on TV, I watched it oh. and I was literally the only one that was fully <laughs> oh, no. projecting my voice and everyone was giving it like Brilliant. under the breath acting. And well, I mean, there's two stories I won't say the actors on Emmerdale. There was one actress who asked the director, not me, uh, whether, and you, often when we film stuff, you're like, can you give a couple of beats there? Because I want to get a reaction to so and so in. Anyway, yeah. so she kind of gave five beats of nothing and then in the edit they hadn't cut to anything <laughs> <laughs> she was curious and I remember in the shot Roxy who plays Layla they, she did, She misunderstood what the shot was she turned to face the counter at the back the wall alright on the night or something <laughs> and the scene it carries on with her just facing the wall <laughs> and not moving on have any of you ever had anything like that there was a scene on Corrie it didn't involve me but I know that they played a different song for the actors oh. and then changed it in the edit and they've taught that the whole rhythm of their <laughs> Thank you, Ross. <laughs> so you're out of time. <laughs> 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 and Kat, you nodded. At my first television job, because I'd only done theatre at that point, which was No Angels with Catherine Kelly. Thank God Catherine Kelly was on that job. So I was stood like this and then the director shouted, I want it more dirty. <laughs> now, I have no idea what this terminology was, so I started <laughs> <laughs> she's making salacious yeah, yeah like seductive faces and he's like what are you doing and then Kate said no he just means dirty is in the shot so oh, right. your shoulders in the shot <laughs> and I was like oh right okay because it wasn't even a, a rude scene like there was no <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the big scene. <laughs> I was like, well the best story I ever know this was told to me by the producer of Harpy I think it was it was that there was a scene in Brookside years ago and the stage direction said they were hovering in the background listening to the phone call and the director misunderstood and had the woman hoovering in the <laughs> and then in the edit they were like well how on earth has she heard the phone call because you got the background <laughs> so Sam Giles quickly talking to you because obviously your podcast is coming up so I don't want to ruin any of that I'm going to do the same thing as I did with Kath name the character you played in which show so who did you play in Absent Friends Marge. Yes. <laughs> Who did you play in Dead Fully? Funny. Funny, sorry. Uh, Lisa. Oh, my God. Oh, good. Uh, who did you play jobs. in A Taste <laughs> A taste of Honey? Helen. Yes. <laughs> who did you play in Season's Greetings? Belinda. Yes. Um, I can't read the next one. Who did you play in Double D? Rosalind. Oh, my God. <gasps> Full March, wow. and that said, it was directed by June Brown. Is that the June Brown from EastEnders? Yeah. Oh, really? She was in it as well, yeah. She played a part as well. I had to, I had to tape her neck every every night, every performance because you know she was. She was in her sixties. How long ago was that? So. And that was a stage show, yeah. It was probably twenty eight years ago. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. No, a little bit less. I can't imagine. June. I mean, I bet she's June's an amazing director, but. Yeah, she she was great. She was great to work with. But she was in her 60s anyway, so she was a scraggy neck. And she said to me, Right, Sam, I want you to take my neck back, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, she she reminds me of Kelly. Oh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sam. She told it, and I put this wig tape at the back of her neck, so it gave oh her an instant pull back, like a lift. Yeah. 
Wow. It's terrible by the end of it. It must be real terrible. Yes. You know how I'm going to go and try that, you know? Yeah. There's a Christmas tip for everyone listening out well, just there. Just get the really good week Oh, actually, I think we're supposed to say don't do things at home. No. Yeah. Do, so, Jodie. Uh, hi, Jodie. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you've done so much stuff. I mean, we all remember Jodie winning our Do Anything. Yeah. Was it like breaking people's legs behind the stage to win? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I killed everyone off. <laughs> no, it was, it, do you know what? It was a really nice experience. People go, those reality shows are horrible. But it was it was a it was a genuine lovely experience. We only had one nut job, which was dealt with. Right. But it was good. It was great fun. And again, you were the judges. I mean, amazing. Yeah, judges hated me. That was the down point. But John they did, Barrett, did they? John Barrowman said at the beginning you were yeah, gonna. Yeah, they, they were good to me. But but in all fairness. Both Cameron and Andrew were really lovely to me after that. And I've worked with them. Since. Oh, so did they not like you at first? No, they just totally liked Jesse. It was freaking right. amazing things. But it was just the way, you know, I got called too old, too fat. And I was like, stuff, you're still doing it. Bye. Sorry, Andrew. Sorry, Andrew. Did John Barrowman and Denise Van Outen appear on any other series with Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah, I think they oh, did. Oh, did they? Okay. I think they I... did. I think they did quite a few. But they are, and I'm not just saying that. Both of them, have, Andrew and, and Cameron, have been really supportive yeah. ever since. Um, and what was it like? Because had you been in the West End before you won a part in the West tried, End? I tried my living, every part of me tried, and I just never got it. And I read you went in Les Mis and the Ensemble to give you the experience of the yeah, West End. Yeah, that was that was an experience. And at the time, they don't have it anymore, do they? Uh, the Revolve. They had the Revolve, yeah. right? Um, could I get on that bugger? <laughs> <laughs> I was like Michael Flatley on steroids, could not Woo! jump on that bugger for life and money. <laughs> And then I always remember that I did it. I did it all right one night, and I was so proud of myself. So proud of myself. And I came on for the bow, and I went flat no. out. The biggest spot, and all the audience did exactly what you did. They went, and I God. broke the fourth wall, and I went, "Don't worry, loves, I'm alright." So highly embarrassing. Did you do Les Mis then? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. No. You just looked knowingly about the revolve. There is a great story about Les Mis. There was a time when Judy Dench always wanted to go on the barricades, but they could never make it work. But she was doing a show down the road um, in the West End. I can't remember what show it was. So literally on her interval break... She ran over to the barricade. Oh, wow. Died and then went back to do her show. That's, and that's amazing. That's story, yeah. And imagine watching that. People be going... That? Yeah. It looks like you can't be Judy Dench. It's not going to just yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny you've said about the revolve because Anthony Cotton used to be a dresser on that show it's... and ended up on the revolve. Oh, my, by accident. Yeah. Yeah. It was when they're picking the crops, so he, he stood there <laughs> in, in, in his all blacks and just started pretending to pick crops. Oh my god! And then after you won, and after you did, apparently where you come from, Blackpool, they hosted a whole civic reception for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was lovely. And then the mayoress called me Judy the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> no. And you could see people going, Judy, 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 you've done really well. Thank you, it's Judy. Oh, Judy. Oh, she's dead now, and that's true. Oh, but God. That, I didn't kill her. But she's, um, yeah, she, that, they did actually, all the drag I used to, on soap, you used to go and start a soap, and obviously you'd just learn everyone on Bloody Emmerdale, then you go to EastEnders. And, but I remember oh, going God. to Corrie. And I can't remember who told me, he said, I was doing this scene with a certain family, and they were like, D- just don't call them by that. And all I did, every single person was called them by their character name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in my like Yeah. There was one actress who didn't like it, yeah. Who, but So that was the person I just constantly called her by her bloody character name. Every scene. But isn't that proof that, you know, the job's done well? The fact that you believe People it's think yeah. it's re- I still get called Eva. People will still shout Eva. Yeah. Mm. Well, Nina said, Nina what is said, 10 years she hasn't been in and people still come up going, oh, Zainab, do you still have that? Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you look. You, I mean, I think you look quite different, not yeah. as Kylie, because Kylie was quite, wasn't she? So you probably look the most different, I would say. Yeah, but people do still recognize you. Do mm. still recognize me? Yeah. And uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I know when they sort of said that it was an exit of no return, people were like, "That's a good thing because you can draw a line under it and walk away." Yeah. With the amount of people mm. that still now say. Oh, but could you go back? Yeah. No, not no, really. No, no. People still post pictures of us saying, oh, really miss Kylie and Eva's friendship. Kylie and Eva's friendship forever. Like now, years later. It's mad, isn't it? And yeah. I think, well, there is no, I mean, I don't think you could now be a person in the shower that just returns. No. No. So it's, well, so everyone, we'll remind everyone to go online at stream.theatre to buy tickets for the play, £10. I mean, that's nothing. Take it's it nothing off Auntie is. Marge's present. She yeah. doesn't need it. Uh, <laughs> talking of which, to fight, to finish the show, your worst Christmas present ever, everyone. Jodie. Oh, gosh, my worst Christmas present um, was a, a budgie. And then a my brother budgie. let it out. A, a, a lovely, beautiful budgie called Dolly. And then my brother let it out. And oh, then he flew no. away. I was heartbroken. On Christmas Day? It was just after, so my <laughs> mum and dad went to get me another one, searched everywhere because I was heartbroken, and then told me that this dolly had returned, and I woke up the next morning, it was dead. Oh, <laughs> oh no! And obviously it wasn't dolly, but they'd been and bought this other one. <laughs> oh, no! So, oh, yeah. Happy Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Happy everyone. Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Kath? Um, and our husband's now in the room, so you can't say anything that Tom's got you. Well, uh, <laughs> Uh, my auntie buys me the, the medicinal wine every year. That's oh, a bit right. depressing. But uh, probably my mum and dad bought me... Oh, God, they're going to kill me. They bought me a plate warmer. <laughs> and I, I think this was last year. Oh, just yeah. Just to keep my s- plates warm. And I was like, but I just bob them in the oven. <laughs> and they were dead chuffed with themselves. And they were like, you'll use it all the time. And I was like, no, I'll never use it. <laughs> when I first got my French bulldog, everyone one year just bought us English bulldog stuff. I'm oh, like, God. it's not even a dog. <laughs> 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 totally yeah. different breed. <laughs> Stephen? I don't know. I mean, I, I remember one thing. I was given a bicycle, which obviously is quite a great, it's a great present when you're a kid, isn't it? But I remember my brother took it out into the garden, built a ramp um, immediately when it had been sort of unraveled and then uh, went off this ramp and landed and the whole bike's just snapped in half. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That was devastating. So. Oh, no. Oh. With the de- with the budgie underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> just put it on the plate warmer and come back. Put it in the plate warmer. Um, I think I once got some Earl Grey lip balm. Oh, my. Oh, that's no. Earl Grey. Earl Grey lip balm. It was a bit like... Mm, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, because I'm very good at doing that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, just put that on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam? Um, it's, it's not good when people think they can buy me clothing or right. stuff like that take because, note husband yeah I mean he doesn't actually oh, he right. never he never would and I wouldn't buy him any clothes either because he's really fussy but just you know something people get the colour totally wrong that you would yeah. I remember someone buy me a scarf a pashmina I really wanted pashmina and it was like a burnt orange colour <laughs> which is a colour that I would never wear and I was like oh, I don't, you know a soft pink or a mauvey colour or something or even green but Burnt orange, it was horrible. I think mine was someone actually bought me, serious because I don't see why it's funny, the emoji shit cushion. (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. was that an insult? I don't think <laughs> it was. was. It's a weird thing to I know. So that's oh. still in the back of the cupboard somewhere. 
We, you know, when you're like, oh, yeah, but that's I don't, different. I, I don't like things with swearing on that people yeah. think. Yeah, people funny. think, yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> funny presents. Like, yeah, right, it's not for my me. auntie bought mm. my kids a um, yeah. puckapoo last year. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Puck yeah. the different outfits obsessed with puckapoo. Well, everyone, thanks so much for joining on Paula's hookapoo. You can imagine Paula and her family sat around the tree playing hookapoo this year, and we're going to leave. I'm going to leave you with the single that's also released and available on Ooh. Apple and on Spotify and on Amazon Music starring Jodie. Can you give me a burst? I am what I am. There we go. Look, how can you refuse that? So go and put that. That will be the best Christmas, Christmas present ever. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. I am what I am. I am my own special creation so come take a look give me the hook of the ovation it's it's my world that I want to have a little pride in my world and it's not a place I have to hide in life's not worth a damn till you can say hey world I am what I I don't need praise, I don't want pity I bang my own drum, some think it's noise I think it's pretty And so what, if I love each feather and each spangle Why not try and see things from a different angle Until you can say, hey world, I am what I am. I am what I am, and what I am needs no excuses. I deal my own deck, sometimes the ace, sometimes the juices. It's my life, and there's no return and no deposit. song all three of them have got the most incredible voices and you can buy that now for just 59p 
from iTunes, Amazon Music and Spotify and all the proceeds once again go to struggling theatres and artists up and down the UK and in Ireland. I'm back next week for an extra special festive edition of the show. Three cast members from Emmerdale. We called it We Three Kings, very clever, because the three cast members are Nicola Wheeler, who plays Nicola, Nick Miles, who plays Jimmy, and the return of Tom Lister, who died as Carl King, and he's back especially for Christmas. I'd like to thank, as usual, David Stevens for his edit and technical wizardry. Make sure you get all the Christmas shopping done, so next week you can sit back with a mulled wine and enjoy. (laughs) 